What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. If you're watching the video, I've got my Cancun shirt from our latest mastermind event on. I just got back. It's absolutely amazing. We had a great time, networked with some amazing investors, great people. Kids were there, families were there. Unbelievable week. My wife Lucy came with me on one of, she went to the trip that we did on South Africa. But other than that, this is the first mastermind event that she attended the whole thing with me. And it was just really, really cool. And you're probably going to see me wearing the shirt, sporting the tan, uh, really excited over the next few podcast episodes. I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to throw that out there and let you know. So if you guys want to attend something like this, you can, you can come to one of our events. We put on some amazing events, whether they're virtual events, in-person events, we have Flip Hacking Live that's open to the public. We have virtual events that we put on for free and we have uh, live events that we do just for our closed mastermind. So our seven figure altitude and seven figure runway programs. This event was one of those. It was for our runway and altitude members and it was just for them. So if you guys wanna become a part of our mastermind, you can, you fill out an application at sevenfigurealtitude.com. So the number sevenfigurealtitude.com. If you're not sure if you fit, if, you're, if we're the right group for you, just fill out an application and talk with us. It's a no pressure. Um, just a conversation. And, and even it's going to be something that we might be able to give you some advice or some information about how to get to the next level. And you might not be ready for seven-figure altitude. We only take certain people. We only take certain businesses. And that's okay. We might be able to give you some tips to get there. Uh, maybe the next step for you, maybe some free resources, things like that. Uh, just go there, go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out an application and uh, see if we're right for you and if you're right for us. All right. The podcast today, we were at this event and uh, Mike Simmons shared his seven-figure flipping story with the members. So he told his story about how he grew his business and uh, really changed everything for him. So I wanted to, well, as I was sitting there listening to it, I was like, man, this is just amazing story. And I think it'll inspire a lot of people that listen to the podcast, follow us, and, and hopefully to do more than they think that they can do and to give you some inspiration, uh, some motivation and things like that, that we all need. We need an injection of that on a regular basis. So without further ado, here's Mike Simmons talking to the Seven Figure Runway and Seven Figure Altitude Mastermind members and a little sneak peek behind closed doors of what we do at these events. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are seven figures. I've spoken at these events quite a bit. And for those of you who don't know me, my name is Mike Simmons. Uh, I am primarily a wholesaler in Michigan. Uh, we do some flips too, for sure. I've got a portfolio of rentals, but I really like my business took off as a wholesaler. I started as a flipper, um, you know, back in 08 when everything was sort of going to heck and, you know, people didn't know what was going on. I didn't know any different. I, my wife and I, Nanette, started our house flipping business back then, and we just didn't know what we didn't know, right? So it was, the market was crazy and everyone's yelling, real estate's scary, get away from it, and we were going toward it, right? Which I, know, I now know is really the way you want to do it, right? When everyone says, you know, this is scary, everyone get away, like that's when prices drop and that's when you should get in. So we did that and it was, it was great, you know? Um, but we, we didn't know what we didn't know. We bounced around, we tried to figure things out on our own. We resorted to Google and some local meetups and there just wasn't the caliber of people at our local meetups 
that could really, really help us. And worse, when we would go to them, and Nanette can, can attest to this, we, we were really introverted and, and still really are, but we would go to these events and we would kind of sit in the back and talk to each other and we would leave without really anything helping us because we didn't talk. And even when we got the nerve to ask for help, in that local environment, people weren't sharing with us. Like they would be really kind of like, oh, like they acted like they had a secret and they couldn't really, so they would throw out some vague, you know, things, but it was almost like they didn't want us to succeed. And, and it was tough. We had to figure everything out. And I was working full time. She was working full time. But we still managed to build a little business and we got a little bit of traction. And we kind of thought we were doing really well at the time. Uh, and then kind of fast forward a little bit. She's a school teacher. And, and you know, with this business and any business, there's ups and downs. It gets stressful and there's a little bit of a roller coaster, especially in the beginning. It can get, you know, a little bit crazy, and that's really up my alley. I'm, I'm good with that. I, I don't mind the ups and downs and the, the volatility of, of what we do, um, but she was like, you know what? Like, it's getting hard to sleep. Like, I'm not loving this lifestyle of, like, stressing out. Contractors didn't show up. There's a busted pipe. Somebody broke into our house and stole all the copper. Like, what do we do? To me, it was just like, I just compartmentalize it, but it was, it was stressing her out, so I said, you know what? I, I'll, I'll go it alone, and she's like, I support you. I love you. I trust you. You're great. You're going to be awesome. You go do your thing, I support you, and I just don't necessarily want to hear about all the craziness. So that's what we did. And I was growing, and, but at the time I was like doing a deal a month, maybe two, and, and I was really, really struggling. But one thing I did do a long time ago is I started a podcast, right? And for me, I can talk to you guys, and I feel very, very comfortable. If you put me in a room with three or four people I don't know at all, and you say, just make friends and get to know them, that's hard for me. So what I realized was I'm good one-on-one, -on -one, I'm good in a crowd, so I started a podcast. And I started meeting people and interviewing people and talking to people, and one of the people that I met was named Justin Williams. He was a house flipper in California. And we got to know each other over the internet, basically, like kind of like talk back and forth and texted. And I knew he had a thriving business. And in my local community, my market, like the biggest rock star, and it wasn't even close, was somebody who did 25 deals the year before. And, and they were like, they weren't just the biggest, they were the biggest by like 15 deals. Like nobody was close to them. And I thought, it, it doesn't seem real that someone could do 100 deals in any market, let alone California. So, but as I got to know him, I realized, oh my gosh, this guy's legit. Like he knows, what he, he is, he's real, he's, he's really doing this. And one day on his podcast, because he had one too, he said, I'm going to start this mastermind. It's $25,000. We're going to meet in January in Dana Point, California. If you want to get involved, give me a, shoot me an email. And, you know, Bill asked last night, like, of the spouses or whatever, significant others, partners, who said, this sounds like a scam, kind of. Like, what are you doing? What are you going to spend this money on? What's happening? Like, you have no idea the level of uncertainty that we had when we started that first meeting. It was a $25,000 commitment. We were meeting at Dana Point. There was no structure. Trust me, there were no catered lunches on the beach. Like, we, we went to this little kind of depressing room in this depressing hotel. And, 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 and Justin's wife luckily realized around noon there's nothing for these people to eat or drink all day. Like, and so she went and grabbed some granola bars and some waters and there wasn't enough for everybody. And, it was, and it's like, we pay $25,000 to be here, right? But what happened in that first meeting was really, really awesome. 
And it, all it was really was a couple of days of like hot seats. You'd get up in front of the room, you would talk about your business, what's going well for you, what are you struggling with, and then we would just sort of deconstruct and we would give advice, and it was like this board of directors. And it was amazing, and most of you have heard this story, but when Bill was in that room, because everything was so unstructured, we had zero filtering of anybody we were allowing in that room, really, right? So Bill was in there, he had barely done anything in real estate, and I was sitting next to him, and, and people were standing up and doing their thing and talking. And just off the cuff, like out of the blue, this guy who I didn't know leaned over and said, hey, who are you guys using for it? Because we had told, we were doing like a little over 10,000 postcards a month at the time. And he said, who are you using for your postcards? Like who's printing them for you and shipping them out? And I think, I, I've never really asked you this, Bill, but I think you were trying to get better pricing. Like you were trying to figure out if I had a source that would be better than yours. And I said, I'm spending 55 cents a card. And he goes, oh, I'm spending 35. And I said, well, where are you getting your cards? And he told me, well, we were sending out a little more than 10,000 cards a month. He saved me 20 cents. If you do the math, it was $25,000 in savings that I got by just talking to some dude who'd really not done much in real estate yet. He gave me a tip that he really meant to be a tip for him. It just so happened he was doing better than me in that area. And he saved me all of the money and he wasn't even, Bill was writing notes and he was, he was absorbing because that's where he was in his business. He was absorbing. And, and a lot of other people were giving him stuff. But this little thing where he just, it's sort of like swing and miss. He thought this guy who was doing 10,000 postcards could show him a better place. And he showed me a better place. And, and I ended up making all my money back right there. Not to mention everything else that was talked about over that weekend. It was, it was amazing, right? So don't discount the off-the-cuff comments, don't discount the person who you know maybe isn't quite where you are in volume and they haven't done as much, because we can't all be experts in everything, right? Some of us have a particular sweet spot or we've just really done the work to figure out how to really nail some part of our business and somebody else just hasn't done that research, they haven't gotten to that point, right? There's a million things we can do. If you guys left here tonight, I, I, I guarantee if I said, make a list of the top 20 things you wanna do, like, you could do it, because there's 20 things we all wanna try to do, but we have to prioritize. Some of us have gained an expertise and know things that you don't know. Everybody, runway, altitude, doesn't matter. Trust me, so don't discount that. Now. When I was asked to do this tonight, I was super excited because lately for me, I've really been reflecting on what, it, what, it, what is it that makes someone really, really excel in real estate or anything else? Because I have been involved in this group now since 2015. We had our first meeting at the beginning of 2016, and I've talked to hundreds of people, right? And in some cases, I have sat down with someone and essentially given two people the same sets of tools to build their proverbial house, right, their business. I've given them the same advice, I've given them the same strategies, I've talked to them exactly the same way, apples to apples, and one person will take that information and build this huge, great business, and another person won't. And, and so I always wonder why that is, right? And I think what, what it is and what people discount sometimes and what I'm cautioning you not to discount because you're going to be in your hot seat rooms or in your breakout rooms and there's going to be a lot of information flowing. You're going to be taking notes at crazy on techniques. Oh, what CRM are you using? What postcards are you using? What does your postcard say? Where are you getting it, right? It's all good stuff and you should write that all down. But what's stopping any of you from either doing your first deal, 
doing more deals or really scaling your business has nothing to do necessarily with just a specific technique or a CRM. You're not a CRM away. For most of you, it's, it's mindset, right? So we've had members come to this meeting and say, I did not get out of the meeting what I was looking for. But what I got, I didn't know I needed. I didn't know that I needed that. I didn't know I needed that kick in the butt. I didn't know I needed to be challenged. I thought the way I was going was the way I needed to go. And you get into these environments and, you, and, and somebody will say, wait, why are you even doing that? Like, that's not what you should be doing. Clearly, you should be doing this. Don't, don't do that. And you don't expect to hear that, but that's what a lot of us need to hear. Now, so that little, that little tip I got from Bill about the postcards and where he's getting them and they're so much cheaper and it saved me all that money, that was great, right? But I also want to tell you something a little bit, a couple meetings later, what we were doing for leads, we were getting voicemails. We were sending out postcards and things and we were letting it go to voicemail and we would check the voicemail and we would call them back and we thought, this is really efficient, this is great. And a couple meetings later, Andy's like, why are you, why are you letting go to voicemail? Like, I've done, I've done this, like I've done it everything. It, and live answer is the way to go. And I was like, I never even considered live answer. How can that be so much better, right? So we go back, we go back to our little lab in, in Michigan, me and my partner, and we start implementing live answer. And what we realized was how many deals we were leaving on the table because we weren't able to get back to someone or by the time we did, they had already talked to somebody else. So we started doing live answer and our appointment to call ratio doubled, like it doubled. And we thought we had it figured out. We, I wasn't even looking for that advice. I wasn't asking how I should take my calls and what I need to do. I was looking for other things. But it just so happened Andy heard and knew that I was doing it that way and some of the other folks that were in the room and he's like, no, live answer. And we, we made that change that we didn't even know about. So that's some, a couple of things that I did early on in these meetings where it completely changed my business and it astronomically changed our profits and our, and our revenue. But beyond that, and this is really what I wanna talk about, is I learned not only how to start my business and some of the, the techniques and the tactics and strategies that some of the other folks were using in the room, but I also learned how to run a business. And for me, where I was at a certain time, I needed to know how to run a business because I knew how to generate leads and we would just turn and burn and go, but there's only so much you can do, right? When you get to that point, there's only so much you can do. You need to know how to run a business. And for me, high level, what I needed to know to actually take my small business and grow it, and I'm not talking about going from you know, 20 deals to 30, I'm talking about going from like three or four or five deals to like 10 and 20 and beyond, is I learned things like how, how to hire effectively, and I'm sure that that will come up this, this week. I'm sure that some of you will ask that. I need to hire, what, what do I do, how do I do it? So I learned how to hire effectively, I learned how to track my numbers. If you're not tracking your numbers, guys, it's not gonna probably end well. It's, it's, not, it's not an option. You have to track your numbers. You have to know what's going on in your business, right? So tracking your numbers, uh, how to hire, and then for me, and the thing that Nanette and I did wrong when I look back at my business when I was starting out and trying to get a little traction, is we didn't have anything systematized. We had no processes that we were following every single time. We'd get a house under contract, we'd go to Home Depot, and we'd start picking out tile all over again, and paint colors. And we'd go, what did we use last time? I don't, I don't remember. It was like, 
at the time, tan or that, that kind of like, you know, was sort of the color. We're like, I don't know, was it Sherman Williams? Was it Bear? I don't know. I don't remember. So we would just pick it out all over again. Pick out new carpeting. We pick out new tile. We hire different contractors. Like we had nothing that was necessarily consistent throughout. So we never got efficient. We just kept doing one deal at a time, and it's very difficult to scale when you do it that way. So systems and processes, tracking your numbers, and how to build a team. And for me, and we we talked about this a little bit already, but culture, your business culture, like how you treat your people and how your company operates. Tell you what I did when I started hiring people. We had a mission, all right? When we all met in Dana Point for that first meeting, there was a contest. Some of you might have heard about this infamous contest. People who are newer haven't heard. The contest was for everybody in that room, and I think there was like 20 people in the room, something like that. The first business to get to a million dollars gets a trip. At the time, it was a trip to Hawaii, right? We get a trip to Hawaii. If you get to a million dollars in gross profits. And my partner and I, and I'm sure Bill and everybody else in that room was like, oh, we're getting that. We're getting that trip, right? Well, the trip, it kind of evolved. There were people who lived in California in the room, and it's like, well, Hawaii is not that big of a deal. Like, it should be Fiji. And Justin, the guy who ran it, if you know him, if you go, well, what about Fiji? His answer is, cool. Like, cool. Let's see who does it, right? So long story short, I won. Bill didn't win. But I don't so we so we got a we got a we got a trip to Fiji, but the way that we got there, to be honest with you, wasn't the healthiest thing in the world, right? So it's like if you say, "Hey, there's a contest. Who can lose 50 pounds the quickest?" You know, there's going to be a lot of unhealthy strategies that are going to be used, probably. And we sort of did that in our business. We built it up to a million dollars in revenue, and then perfect, like full transparency, we spent the next 18 months tearing our business back down and rebuilding it the right way because we built it in a hurry. We didn't treat people really the way you should treat people when you hire, and we were turning a burner. We bring people in, here's your quota. If you don't get it in 30 days, you're out. Next person in, like fill that seat. It was, it was really crazy. We were just turning and burning through it. So learning how to build that team from the ground up, like that's very important. And if you think a company of one or two or three people doesn't have a culture, then I would suggest it's currently a crappy culture, and you need to work on that and think about it, right? A company's culture, as you're building this and bringing people in, it's a lot like a personality. Your, your company's culture is a lot like its personality. And if you don't pay attention to how your personality is to other people, it's, it's a good chance it's not that great, right? You're not paying attention to it. So you have to build a company in a way that people want to stay with you. Bill mentioned earlier, what, do, what, does, he, what does he have to do to make people line up to want to work for him. And they can't because it's just full. We have everybody we need, and no one's going anywhere because they wouldn't dare, right? Like, you all should be thinking about that in your company right now, even if you don't have anybody, if you don't, haven't hired anybody yet. Be thinking of that because that's absolutely critical. And the last thing I'll say, because I, I literally could talk about the subject all night, I love it. Last thing I'll say, guys, is the one thing, the one thing, aside from all these strategies and hiring and, and all this, the postcard message that Bill gave me to help me um, save money. The one thing that I can say that's moved the needle in my company, and this is not because we're standing here, I swear to you, the one thing that's changed, moved the needle and changed me forever in my business personally is these events. These events. Because the biggest thing that's holding all you back, I alluded to it early on, is your mind. It's, it's what's up here. It's, how, it's what's limiting you, what you tell yourself that isn't true. And when you come to these events, 
it's like a reset. For me, it is. It's like a reset. I leave here thinking every time, six years later, I leave these events thinking, I am not reaching my potential. I know I can do more than I'm doing in my business. I don't care where I am. I know that I can do more, I can do better. I can do it more efficiently, and I can create more time for myself. I'm thinking too small. And I'm thinking, like, I'm in the trenches for so long, it's like every three months, we take our head out of the dirt, and we lift it up, and we look at the horizon, and we see what's in front of us and what we can do. That's what these events do. So if you were thinking about not coming to this, and you came, Congratulations, it's the best decision you're gonna make all year long. And if you think you don't wanna to go to the next one because you're busy, I'm telling you, you're holding yourself back. You need to get your head out of the dirt every once in a while, spend a few days around people like this that are all amazing people to remember what you can do. Remember what you can do. Take advantage of this event, talk to everybody you can. Write down their names. When someone says something that you think is interesting or something you might wanna implement, write their name down and go find them on the beach or wherever, an excursion, go find them. This is the most important thing that you can possibly do this week. And don't waste it, sleeping or whatever. Like, get to these events and, and do it, right? Get to these events and meet people and talk because that's how you're gonna grow your business. This is the number one thing that I can credit. If we had nothing else, it, when I was starting, if we had nothing else but these events, it would have been enough. I would have done the exact same thing. So, take advantage. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now 